Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joey V is with us now on 101 ESPN, one of our favorite people in the world. Uh, Joey V, Merry Christmas, and looking forward to, I know, The Godfather. How are you doing this morning? Randy, Danny, I'm so sorry. I had a, had a diaper change up there and uh, a bit of a blowout, and, uh, you know, that's how it goes. Godfather, I can't wait. I can't wait for Godfather. It is my go-to Christmas movie. Randy, you have an amazing movie. Thank you for remembering. You got it. And uh, I think all of us, uh, Dan... Joey, Randy, uh, I think we should all be commended for being so good at changing diapers because all mm-hmm. of us, I think, became very proficient at that. A lot of experience. Mm-hmm. A ton of experience. I mean, listen, it's it's almost like a game to me. It's like a game to me. You know, my biggest fault, my biggest uh, bugaboo hiccup as a dad, and I, I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, you know when you transfer your kids from like the, uh, like the strap-on diapers to like the pull-ups? Mm-hmm. So my first baby, Dan, I mean, hopefully you guys can appreciate this, Randy. I'm, um, and I think some, some parents out there have got to feel for me here. I can't be the only one. There's no way I'm the only one. So we transfer our kids to pull-ups at like one or two. I can't remember the age. And my oldest, Summer, of course. And, you know, she, she, drops, a, she drops a number two, right? So, you know, you pull it up, you pull them off. Like when you go potty, you pull them up, you pull them off. Sure. Just the way it is. Like it goes one way up, one way out. And then, of course, she goes to number two. And I'm like, man, this is going to be messy pulling these things off. So I'm trying to pull off these. And I, I did this, guys, for like three weeks. And I'm constantly pulling these diapers off when she's got extra baggage in the back in the back seat there. And it's like running down the leg. It's all over the carpet. I'm like, and finally my wife catches me. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, they're pull-ups. Like, why would, you, why would anyone invent a pull-up diaper? She's like, honey, you just ripped the side. I'm like, oh, <laughs> ripped the side, of course. Because I'm not saving it for anything, of course. So that was my that was my one hiccup when it came to pull-ups with diapers that uh, I don't I'm not very proud of, but uh, I certainly learned a lot. That's what fatherhood's all about. You just did, learn, live Joe, and learn. Joey did the same thing, so don't feel bad. Yeah, me too. Okay, he did. Okay, good. I mean, yeah. this, this, this should be. Uh, I mean, can't can't they make an extra chapter on uh, what to expect when you're expecting for dads? Something <laughs> like about the pull-up. The pull-up chapter. Hey, dudes, you don't need to necessarily pull them off. They're just meant to pull up. Yeah, and you know what? It's they, they say whatever comes up must come down. So you, it seemed like if it's a pull-up, it's pulled down. That's just logic. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, so, hopefully, no one's having breakfast as we're talking this morning. Yeah, really. But uh, hey, Joey, did you run this morning? Uh, no run this morning. Okay. I've been I've been slacking. Boy, I've been slacking, Randy. And you know, it's been uh, it's been one big long road trip. Yeah. Uh, for the Blues, and they finally got a little home stand coming up here, a little home cooking, which is going to be nice. But no, I, I chose to, I chose weakness, and I chose to sleep in this morning, and and, I, and I'm feeling for it too. This run club I'm a part of, it um, it's a great thing when you're there, but man, you don't show up. There's an accountability factor, and it's like an ongoing thread for like four days about the time that Joey missed the run. So I'll be feeling the heat here pretty soon. What did you think of the game last night? A four-one win for the Blues. Listen, Dan, it was a great game. Um, the Blues had a lot of success there in Southern Florida. I thought Joel Hofer uh, did what he needed to do. I think the bounces came very early for him. 
We saw three posts while it was still a 0-0 game. They got pass over, one from Bennett, one from Kachuk, and then one of that, the flutter one there in the second period. Uh, all three pipes, and there was one that even Verhage had on the wraparound that kind of was playing tiptoe and, and dancing on the goal line that ended up not going in two. So, you know, a lot of times, especially when you come off a struggling start like he did a few weeks ago against Arizona, you know, getting a bounce, get a bounce early. I thought he got the bounce early, but then, man, he made some great saves down the stretch as Florida started putting the hamper on. Uh, but that was the epitome of what St. Louis Blues hockey will be successful with this year if they can continue to play that way. And that's tight defensively. They didn't give up a lot. Uh, not a lot of grade A chances in front of the net. And then when you get opportunities, you take advantage of some odd man rushes with the other team cheating. You got, you got to take advantage of them. And that's what that Robert Thomas line did. Of course, Jordan Kyrie led the way there. Uh, but overall, just a wonderful performance top to bottom and uh, certainly a great win to wrap up that little road trip. And, and now they got one more against the Chicago Blackhawks. We'll pay back tomorrow night against, uh, against the Hawks here on the Enterprise Center Ice. Hey, Joe, you mentioned for yourself the word accountability. What's your feeling about, since Drew Bannister took over, about the accountability of these people? Because that seemed to me to be the biggest bugaboo under Craig Bruby, that there was just a lack of accountability in terms of effort. So you're around the team every day. Has that changed? And you know, I, I'll, I'll say there, Randy, to your point, I think that it wasn't because Craig Berube didn't enforce accountability. I think it was just maybe just got a little stale at times. And I think certain personalities just uh, it got old after a while. And, and he just kind of, you know, to some, some ways kind of maybe lost the room just a little bit. Uh, but he every day he, he preached accountability and he, and he would bench guys. He would sit guys. He'd move guys around. He'd make guys watch the game from the Raptors. So, but it was really something where I think the players just over time uh, got a little tired of it. And now you look at Drew Bannister, uh, and I think he does it the same way. I mean, we saw uh, some benching. We saw some players that missed some shifts. Uh, I think a really good growth moment for Drew Bannister happened over the last two games when that's, of course, you sit Drew, uh, me, Drew Bannister, you sit Pavel Buchnevich in the Tampa Bay game for the final 10 minutes, right? He had three hooking penalties on that game. He spent six minutes in the penalty box. And then you put the power play on the ice for Tampa, which is was clicking at 30%, and it hurt the Blues. It did. So Drew Bannister just said, hey, number 89, you're going to sit here. You're going to watch for the last 10 minutes. Okay, so a lot of people think, man, that's kind of crazy. Here's a 200-foot player, your best 200-foot player in Pavel Buchnevich. And Drew Bannister in his third game in is already going to sit the young man. How is this going to look? Well, fast forward to last night's game. Just one game later, Pavel Buchnevich gets the two goals. But what's really important about the growth of Bannister and the trust between player and coach is it was a two-goal game late. It was a 3-1 game. And then, of course, at the very end, who did he put out there to, to, save the, to save the lead, of course, and he got the empty net goal was Pavel Buchnevich. So it's the accountability of, hey, when things don't go well, you're going to have to pay a price for it. But when we play well, we're going to give you that trust right back. And he did it the very next game. Hey, Joey, one of the things that Chief talked about, he was on with uh, BK and Ferrario the other day, and he said a big part of it is your leadership. And I really hadn't thought of it in that perspective, but you've been on teams and heck, Crosby and Malkin have been leadership forever in Pittsburgh and they, they probably help Mike Sullivan because they, they are uh, the, the, the conduit between him and the, the lesser players. Do you think it would have been different, not that they could have kept O'Reilly and we know Alexander Steen retired, but if you have O'Reilly and Shen and Petro, does the message get transferred more easily rather than having a different leadership core? Yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does because they have experience, right? I mean, if you, if you still had Petro and O'Reilly and, you know, players like that, if you, you know, if they Bowman should go on injury, is the messaging across sooner? I mean, absolutely, Randy. I mean, that's, that, that's just a fact. Uh, but then you have to look at the flip side of that. You know, the flip side of that is 
at what point do you move on from the veteran players? Because at some point you have to move on. Right. I mean, I was part right. of the Arizona organization with Shane Doan. And, you know, Shane, Shane was hanging around. Hanging, it was one year after one year after one year after one year. And, you know, meanwhile, you have some other players like Clayton Keller that are looking to kind of take the reins. And, but they're always living in, in Shane Doan's shadow. I mean, look at the twins up there, the Sedin twins up in Vancouver. That's another perfect example. Look how Vancouver's playing now. It took them a couple of years to move on from the Sandine kind of uh, era. But you have to eventually figure out, yes, it's going to be certainly great for a lot of buy-in in certain situations of this hockey club if we keep these veterans. But if we keep these veterans, are we hindering some of the younger players? Um, you know, so there's pl- plenty, plenty of examples of like that around the league. You know, Ryan Getzlaff is another example. Could he have played another year in Anaheim? Probably. Would Anaheim have been in a better spot today than, than if they were or he wasn't playing? Absolutely. But the problem with that is now you don't have give, you know, give players like Troy Terry an opportunity to to showcase himself and work through the ups and downs. And, and that's what's happening right now. It, it's a growing pain. It's a transition. But that's exactly what it is. It's a transition that takes time. And so for Robert Thomas and the Kairos and the Pichnevichs and even the Colton Parecos, those players that were kind of living in those Petro O'Reilly shadows for so long, as great as that was, you have to be you have to know when to move that on and also have the expectation that it's going to be a couple of years of, of some growing pains. And that, that's so I think what, what they're going through, they're taking some great steps in the right direction. Uh, but I think because you move those veteran players on like Doug Armstrong did within about three or four more years, now you, you have that same presence, that same veteran accountability presence. But now you have a lot younger players, 10 years younger than the players you would have had them with. Hey, Joey, you got 30 seconds left. Just your impressions of Connor Bedard for fans that are going down to the rink tomorrow and just what you've seen with the expectations around him. I mean, listen, he's flashy. I don't know. He's Instagram flashy, Dan. I don't know. I, I'm old school. I, li- I like a little meat. I like a little grind. I like someone to forecheck and bang and, you know, you know, get on the hunt. And to me, I'm just—it's my old blood. I think that you know, from an Instagram standpoint, a social media standpoint, he does all the right things. He checks all the right boxes. But he's a young kid, and he's going to grow into it. I think he's on the on the right track. He's got an incredible shot. Fans that are going there, you're going to see a shot and warm ups. Uh, the release is incredible. And uh, he can hurt the Blues if they don't stay on top of him. But one thing the Blues have done very well this year, Dan, is they've been in his shadow. They stayed on top of him, and they have not allowed any success for him. But, but a terrific young man and incredibly mature beyond his age uh, in the league. And, of course, uh, looking forward to seeing him again tomorrow night. Awesome. Hey, Joey V, one last thing. Uh, and you know this. You do a great job of it. But this is a Christmas with the age of your kids and, and your family situation. You really have to slow it down and savor it. I want you to do that for me, just to take everything in so that you have that picture in your mind's eye forever of this very Christmas. Oh, that's first of all, that's great advice. I hope a lot of people out there were listening. Uh, it, it really is. And, you know, there's so much going on. And, and just to take a moment, I don't know what slowing down looks like, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do some soul searching here, Andy, over the next, you know, 24 to 48 hours. And, and hopefully I can discover something like that because that would mean a whole lot to me. And as, as you guys as well, and you guys have a wonderful Merry Christmas. I always enjoy our morning chats. And we'll be talking next week. All right, Joey V. Love you. Take care. See you later. Love you guys. Take care now. Thank you. Joe Vitale with us on 101 ESPN.